Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Bridge the Atlantic, where we get to know the people behind the creative industries and the advice they would share for their fellow creatives. We're your hosts, music web designer Ross Barber, owner of Electric Kiwi, where we create awesome custom websites for bands, artists, and musicians. And I'm singer-songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, and indie filmmaker, Marcio Novelli. Joining us this week is South African singer-songwriter Nate Maingard. Nate is a modern troubadour, storyteller, global nomad, and indie folk singer-songwriter. His approach to music is communication and connection-driven, and as a result, he's built up an incredibly loyal fan base called The Natives. In 2012, Nate was awarded the South African National Arts Festival Ovation Award and recorded his crowdfunded In the Shadows EP in London with musicians who have worked with Adele, Paul McCartney, and Jason Mraz. We're excited to talk about why he creates music and how he builds connections with his audience right now. Hey, Nate, how's, this, how's it going? Hi, guys. It's going really well. I'm really, really glad to be here. We got it. We were here. We have attempted to do this before and it did not work out. So we're really happy to have you on. I just have to say that was quite the mouthful of a bio. <laughs> yeah, I noticed your face when you were saying the South African South National, African Arts, National yeah. Arts Festival Ovation Award. And uh, it's a lot who, to say. Adele, Paul McCartney, Jason Mraz, I think maybe... Maybe I've heard of one of them, or, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, you know what? Maybe that our listeners should go like check them out. I, I always do this really corny joke like that. I'm sorry. I apologize now. I'm just so cheesy. Let's go into the good stuff and have you tell us three things about yourself that everyone should know. Um, one is that I've chosen to be vulnerable in a world that tells us that we need to be strong and have a firm exteriors. Another is that I love surfing. Another is that I make probably some of the best superfood smoothies in the world. Dude, you and I are like this. The, <laughs> the, uh, the surfing thing I've never done, I want to do it so bad. I was just in Santa Monica not too long ago and I saw everyone. I was doing my morning runs uh, along the, the beach barefoot, although you probably shouldn't do that in case someone left like a needle around or something. But, and I'm just watching these people surf and I'm like, I want to try that so badly. But the super green superfood smoothies, man, you're in my world. And the idea of not yeah. having to live up to this idea of, of what someone tells us we're supposed to be, uh, you know, whether, whether it's gender specific or just uh, in general. I love you, man. This is awesome. Yeah. This is going to be a good one. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Like I, I've been following Nate for a while. I think, uh, I think it was through Tommy Darker that I found you actually. Um, and I was just so impressed by everything you're that you're doing um so one of the reasons that we okay. wanted to have you on the show apart from you know just general awesomeness is because of the way <laughs> that you treat your fans um so can you maybe tell us a little bit about why the support of your fans is so important to you and what you do to make them feel appreciated that's a good question uh thank you for asking it i i you know i've, I've tried to work this out myself because because over over the last few years like one of the biggest things i have is people saying to me wow you 
you make us feel so appreciated. And I'm like, like, why did, why is that different to anyone else? Why, why isn't that normal? Um, so I suppose what I'm doing that's different is that I don't assume that there are these masses of people out there who are going to love what I do. I'm really grateful and I'm deeply aware that every single individual who listens to my music or chooses to engage is an individual who has an important life that they're busy with, that they got stuff going on. They got like good days and bad days. And yet, for whatever reason, they choose to send me a message to press play on one of my songs, to, to g- give me a comment, to become a patron. They choose to make that extra little piece of effort in their lives that they didn't have to make. And so for me, the appreciation comes out of the place of like, I just feel like they're all just normal people. Like I'm a normal person trying to do our best to live good lives and share quality experiences with people. And if they choose to connect with me, I'm fucking grateful, man. Like that's as simple as it is. I love it, Nate. And I'm, it's right up my alley, man. I feel the same way. It's just, you have to appreciate every single thing you have. It comes down to, I think your mindset and the way you live your life too, having gratitude, you know, and not taking things for granted and realizing, like you said, these are real people that don't need to listen to you, especially today, man. There's so much out there and it's so oversaturated. Saturated, uh, oversaturated. I can't see. Is that am I saying that right? Oversaturated. Oversaturated. <laughs> one of those yeah, I can't you say today. You're oversaturated. Oversaturated. Yeah. Um, you know that when they take the time to to listen to something that we're creating, it's just like wow. Like thank you mm. so much. You know, some people do have the I, I think the mentality of uh, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There's just still expect. there's still too much like self entitlement around. That's I think like, for some time. Yeah, no one owes you a living. No one no. owes it to you that you that they need to listen to your music. So you're right that like, you. Have have to make people feel appreciated and and thank you know show that you're thankful for them so you crowdfunded your in the shadows ep um which i actually i I partially funded my debut full-length album as well crowdfunding which is kind of like it feels weird you know but it's also basically just a pre-order but before you make the album so why the hell not right so i'd love to have you tell us a little bit about uh your experience crowdfunding and uh what the hell did you learn throughout the process (laughs) (laughs) i learned i learned that i knew very little before i started um and that i i you know like since then i've actually spoken with so many um interesting people who are more involved in crowdfunding like i spoke with the sort of she's like the marketing head of Indiegogo in the UK, such an interesting lady, Anastasia. I went to a talk that she gave and she said so many valuable, valid things about pre-prep and planning and post-timing. And I was like, wow, I did none of that. And uh, it's what I realized is it actually can be a very stressful experience and that um, to, to have as much planning happen, to spend at least a month or even two months before getting, getting ready like not, and also then doing the pre-launch. Like I didn't do any pre-launch. I just launched it. I was like, I'm doing this thing. It's live now. Instead of being like, Hey guys, this is coming up and getting like maybe 10 or 20 people who I knew were going to pledge straight away. Like those little things of like, if you have the time pre-prep as much as possible, have a team if possible, have like a bunch of other cool people who want to help out. I did it by myself and it was intense. And, uh, the the areas that, yeah, the areas that I feel like I really did well was my rewards. I I found them easy enough to, to fulfill where I know a lot of people struggle with it. They over promise and then they under deliver. Whereas I think I kind of under, was it under promised over delivered, um, which I think is a better way to go about things just anywhere in life <laughs> just like i suck and then get up and you're kind of awesome and no exactly because you, <laughs> you lower expectations yeah. like oh he wasn't shit <laughs> yeah yeah i gotta start oh, doing that yeah you know you yeah. why did you go with indiegogo because i actually went with indiegogo as well but the thing i didn't like about indiegogo is that it showed the money 
and I kind of the only like I like the transparency, but I also didn't like I don't feel like people care or need to know about the money side of things. Even though they're giving you money, they don't need to know the total amount you need, and that felt awkward. I think that's a very interesting point. I actually didn't go with Indiegogo. It was oh. I went with something called Music Razor, which was oh, okay. an Italian is an Italian based. Uh, crowdfunding website and they focus on music raiser specifically on musicians okay. and at the time I was thinking about doing an EP and they actually wrote to me they headhunted me basically one of their <laughs> people was looking on the internet and she found my stuff and was like I, we love what you do if you do want to raise funds we'd be honored if you do it through us we're trying to spread into more international markets so I did it with them and it worked and it was great um, and they also do show the amount uh, since then I've obviously heard about Pledge Music which I think is probably doing it the best out of all the, the sort of crowdfunding platforms and I would be very tempted to go with them the same. next time and at the same time I'm with Patreon and on Patreon you can see exactly how much money I'm getting every month and, and so that's like I have mixed feelings about that at the Me moment too. I'm in the same position I'm, yeah I'm feeling less positive about it now than I did initially I do feel like it creates a perceived success where people go oh he's making that much money that's he's doing good you know yeah. like well, I don't need Whereas they don't, they don't know what goes on in the back. Like I get so many people saying to me, wow, you live the most beautiful, chill out life. And yes, I have developed and built a life that I'm very proud of the way that I get to simplify and live my life. But I've put a hell of a lot of work into that, a lot of time and effort that people don't see, a lot of resources that, that doesn't get seen. And so when people have this perception of, oh, look how much money he's making, he's doing great. I'm like, you have no idea actually how much, what my expenses are. You don't see Absolutely. that side of it. Um, so well, just so like yeah, any so, business as you're getting more money and if you're smart you're investing just as much if not more right you know? exactly exactly so i actually wanted to, this is uh i, I want to ask you about um about um shit what we do ross <laughs> sponsor like, yeah, patreon <laughs> yeah. patreon um you know i've been tempted to do that for myself as well but mm -hmm. i'd love your advice and i'm asking because i am also a musician i'm sure there's other musicians listening right now um just transparently like how should I get started on that? You know, I, I've been weary about where to start, especially because I'm going to be doing a crowdfund for my album soon. It's like, I don't want to just be like, give me money, give me money, give me money. You know, like, how do you find you manage your Patreon, you know, and, and how do you feel about that? How do you, you know, what, what's your comfort level with that? Well, for, for me, Patreon has become like my primary source of not only income, but sort of emotional feedback regarding my art. I mean, these humans around the world are really like super fans and and super awesome people like very generous very kind and uh so my relationship with them so in terms of getting started i i didn't know this when i got started because i just heard about it on actually on the on the cd baby podcast um i was listening to it i can remember it was march 2014 and i listened to jack conti talking about Patreon. And I just, as soon as I heard it, I was like, this makes sense for me mm -hmm. exactly for what I do. Cause my stuff isn't commercial. It's not really, it's so much more about real connection. And so I launched it a week later and within a short space of time, you know, people were pledging and a lot of people were pledging and have continued to pledge. And so for me, it was, it was what I came to understand through that is that I have a, uh, an incredibly supportive community and I have an incredibly supportive community because I'm totally honest and I'm totally, like I said earlier, vulnerable. And, um, so I would say for anyone thinking of launching, um, if you don't want to do it the way that I did, which is just like throw yourself in and see what happens. <laughs> um, maybe have a, have a clear sense of what kind of a community it is that is growing around your art. Uh, are they the kind of community 
that that love, that deep engagement where they, they really get that they're a community and they get the power that they have to value your art and create something with you out of it? Or are they more the kind of people who just want to come to your live shows or that, you know, whatever. Yeah, I think for mm-hmm. each of us, we have, to, we have to find our and define our relationship with our audience um, as individuals and it's unique for each of us. So I would mm-hmm. say that a lot of people get disappointed with Patreon because they think Patreon will get them patrons. Patreon, it doesn't do that. Like mm-hmm. I could have started something with PayPal or I could have started like a little mail orders thing and I think it would have had the same impact because the, the fact of it is is that the people supporting me on Patreon want to support me regardless of what I'm doing using they they love my art and they love me and what I'm bringing into the world and I appreciate them and so we have developed a relationship and through that relationship Patreon is how we're currently sort of exchanging value yeah Patreon makes uh, it easier Makes it easy yes. to, to oh, put it so all up there. Easy. Yeah, it's great. And I mean, they only take a small because we use it for the show, and we've just recently started, and, and we've gotten a few patrons, and it's really exciting to see, like, hey, we're doing something we do anyway, and you're supporting yeah. us and giving us a bit more of a uh, boosting our morale to keep going and doing that, you know. So oh, I, I love everything you said because as an artist, that's that's kind of the idea is is you know the more and more fans can help. I hate saying fans, you know what I mean, but like community yeah. can help us do what we're doing. The less other shit we have to do to be able to make the music like we don't have to work other jobs we can just keep making music so yeah i love that you're doing that man and i what is what is changing it's actually it's actually part of a a huge revolution um Mm -hmm. which i don't think many i don't know how many people are aware of or are acknowledging but the fact is that the value of art and specifically i'm speaking of music in the sense um in this digital age the value of music is often zero Mm -hmm. perceived as zero let's talk say that way it's perceived as zero Mm -hmm. so what's happening with things like patreon and crowdfunding is that people are are shifting the perception of the value of art especially for me with patreon where like they're not getting like someone who's pledging me a hundred dollars a month is not really getting anything more than someone who isn't pledging anything at all. What they're getting is the knowledge that through them valuing my art, I get to do it more. So they're, they're as with any value, a value is always perceived. But what these people are doing is that they're re-educating themselves and the people around them to say, look, I value art and here's how much I can afford and I'm willing to give towards that value. Because art has, just because art isn't a, necessarily on a CD or a t-shirt, the fact that that song exists and had an impact in my life that has value and I'm choosing to give based on that value. And that's like a massive revolution based on how things have been done for a while in the music industry. Absolutely. We're, we're cutting out the middleman, man. Yay. Perfect, you know? And I mean, <laughs> people have spent millions and millions of dollars on music anyway, like, you know, billions of dollars. And, yeah. you know, the artists have gotten such a small fraction of that. So, I mean, if you're going to spend money on it anyways, why not give it directly to the artist? Right? Okay. I mean, you're giving me the extra push to just do that, you know? I don't know what my apprehension is and I don't know... Um, you know, there's the dichotomy in, in, inside me, you know, feeling, I don't know, it's that feeling of being afraid to ask you, people for something, but why the fuck am I afraid to ask people for something if they want to support me and I'm just giving them another way to, you know? Yeah. Well, I think a few, a few ways to kind of deal with that. One would be, um, if you haven't yet, but I'm pretty sure you have, but The Art of Asking Amanda Palmer. Yeah, I was just about to I say that. I haven't watched yet. it yet. <laughs> yeah. I love Amanda the Palmer. Se- second second yeah. thing, just please, please, The Art of Asking, watch that video, yeah. read that book. The second thing is ask your supporters before um, say, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this thing. There's Patreon or make a video about however it is that you communicate with them. Ask them, post out mm-hmm. to your mailing list. Say, this is something I'm thinking about doing and tell them I'm scared. I'm feel trepidatious about this because mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Am I just going to be watching the dust balls float by as like, or is this something you guys think is worth me? Do- what do you feel about how would you like to support me? Because then you at least thing. get to, you get to like, you get to test the water before you leap in. You, you get to find out whether or not, um, 
you know, whether or not it's going to be appealing for your supporters or not. And I love I it, man. You're on the same wavelength as me because I'm, I'm, I totally believe in that honesty. You don't get a lot of that out there. I believe in just being honest. It's your real person. We're all a bunch of people. Yeah, just totally. Just talk to each other. No pretension. Yeah. No, no, uh, like just nothing fake. Just, I love just it, man. No, there's no barriers. It. There's no, yeah, you know, there doesn't it's... need to be this divide between artist no. and fan or audience or, or whatever you want to, want to call it. Especially like, when you're not mainstream, right? I mean, when you're mainstream, I, I know they're dealing with it a different way, but when we're doing what we're doing, it's, it's a different world. We're, you know, we're, we're, we're not a part of that shit. I guess yeah, I, I think, I mean, I think there's been this huge buildup about, and it's natural as humans, we have the natural, we love mythologies, you know, so we want to, we want to put things onto pedestals so that we can aspire to them, like the Greek gods on Mount mm -hmm. Olympus. I read yeah. something great so, the other day where someone was like, if you think you're being lazy, just think about the Greeks. They had, all their gods lived on top of a really small mountain and no one bothered to climb up and go and like meet them, you know, like the, <laughs> it's like there's this, we, we love the mythologies, but we don't want them to be too human. Yeah. And so like I see with art and, and with, you know, even movie stars and things like that is we love to idolize these people as mm -hmm. though they are something other than we are. And in many ways, it's, I understand it for, for, for musicians because what w I'm doing as a musician is that I am taking the inexplicable mysteries of being human and I'm attempting to, to make sense of them in some way that people can relate to. That's kind of like a huge deal, but mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that I'm anything out of the ordinary to anyone else. You're I'm, God. I'm, yeah, exactly. That's like, praise <laughs> be. Be amazing. I'm, like, I'm probably struggling more than a lot of people because I'm trying to work this shit out and it's intense. Uh -huh. Um, so what I love is, you know, in, in drama, they, or in theater, they have, uh, what do they call it? Breaking the fourth wall. Yes. Yes. They, of course. Talking so, to so the, the audience. Illusion of, yeah, exactly. Like breaking yeah. that illusion. So as a performer for me, I'm not there to just entertain people, but I'm there to connect and to, to create, to reconnect that cyclic energy that moves between people so that they remember that what they see in me is what they're actually seeing in themselves. And the only way they can ever see something in me is through seeing it in themselves. And so suddenly it's, instead of them being like, he's totally amazing. They can be like, wow, we're totally amazing. Mm -hmm. Like if he's amazing, I must be amazing and we're all in it together. Anyway, I could go on. But that's I love it, man. Yeah, yeah, it's all awesome. And that's why I reached out to you because I want, I want to uh, speak to you more from the book that I'm writing, which is kind of all about, it's basically, in some ways I'm thinking it's just how to be Nate Maingard because like, the, <laughs> I think that you do, like all the stuff that you're saying, I think you do it the right way. Um, and Thanks I think that so you have a lot to teach and a lot to say and people can learn a lot from you. So well, Ross, all that aside though, you just have a good energy though, man. Like that, I'm, I'm all yeah. about that. Like sure. You can, you can be successful at what you're doing. You can know, you can have advice to give, you can have be knowledgeable. That's all okay. You know what I mean? But it's, I think it's the energy you put out, the person you are. That's what resonates. It resonated with me the first two minutes we started talking. I mean, I just, I get that right away. You know, you get a sense of somebody. And uh, I dig your energy, man. And having said that, are you ready for 20 questions? Yes, I'm ready. And Let's learn a little bit more about you. <laughs> I love that word. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Coffee or tea? Uh, tea. Meat or veggies? Veggies. TV or Netflix? <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> What's a TV? <laughs> yeah. Twitter or Facebook? Twitter. I thought you were going to say Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I should have. <laughs> Yoga or yogurt? Yoga. <laughs> Yoga. <laughs> Friends or Seinfeld? Friends. Taking you back to the 1990s. Ross still lives in the 90s, just so you know. He's like, his mind is still there. Indie or major? Indie. Mm -hmm. South Africa or the UK? 
South Africa. Mm, that's a tough one. South Africa. <laughs> Star Wars <laughs> or Star Trek? Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Canada or Scotland? Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. You, Canada. you said it. It was instinctive. I did. I did. It was instinct. It was instinct. Lennon or McCartney? <laughs> Lennon. Huh? Uh, I, okay, this is going to be controversial, but I think Lennon is such an inspiring person, but I really, I, it's hard to say this, but I don't know. I think McCartney's the better songwriter. Maybe that's so subjective. That's such, I'm saying <laughs> songwriter, maybe maybe more in a pop sense, more like a... Entertainer, you know, for sure. Yeah, yeah like, and, and like a, pop, you know, a yeah, well-constructed, you know what I'm saying? I've been falling more in love with him recently because yeah. I was very kind of, I was very Lennon and now I'm, I'm starting to just like give him a little more, you know, McCartney, he's cool too. Like, of, course, of course. Oh, look. Oh, oh Loki's God. making an appearance. <laughs> yes. Hello, Loki. Yes. He always likes to be part of it. Don't you? <laughs> so education or experience? Experience. Authenticity or perfection? Authenticity. 100%. Now, yeah. I'd be shocked if you said otherwise. I think I'm basing this question on something I saw on your Twitter, but I could just be completely making this up. Amy <laughs> Schumer or Amy Poehler? Amy Schumer. Yeah. I heard she's got a boyfriend. I'm so sad. <laughs> I thought that was. I thought she was the one. I was very excited. She's amazing. She is awesome. Yeah, she's pretty funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Michael Jackson or Michael Bolton? Michael Jackson. I don't know who Michael Bolton is. <laughs> now, Michael Bolton. Let's see. Ross, want to want to educate him on Michael Bolton? I mean, I <laughs> guess like Michael Bolton, Michael, Michael Bolton. Bolton was, was like a heartthrob from from mums in the eighties <laughs> and early nineties. He didn't do the one like my achy breaky heart kind of. No, stuff. No, 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 no. Always had like a power grab and like overwrought. Oh, I don't wow. know. But, I mean, the, the most Michael awesome thing about <laughs> the most awesome thing about Michael Bolton was like he was in like a really like heavy rock band in the seventies, and then became like, yeah, and I then he became that. like this sort of soulful, um, this soulful dude with like really really long wavy hair. The power like grab. every song, grab. power grabs, and every song was a power ballad. It, basically, oh, he's yeah. a power dude. Like everything about mm-hmm. him. Nice. We want to get him on the show. That that will be like our, if we get him on the show, that'll probably be our last episode. <laughs> yeah, I know. We we'll probably just like, end yeah. it there. Well, if we can get Michael Jackson on the show, that'd be incredibly impressive. <laughs> and now from the afterlife, <laughs> that would be it. Next, Michael time. Jackson. <laughs> Oprah comes in to do it. She's like Michael Jackson. <laughs> And you got Michael Jackson, and you have Michael Jackson. Celine Dion or Marilyn Manson? Oh, oh, oh damn! I thought I was gonna go Marilyn Manson. Uh, Celine, oh. Di- I don't know. I can't. Oh. It's tough. They're so opposites. I, I, they, I know, but they're both amazing in their right. Michael, uh, um, let's go with Marilyn Manson. Celine he, uh, Manson. yes, Celine Manson, exactly. So, uh, Ricky Gervais or Ricky Martin? Ricky Gervais. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. He just doesn't give a shit. No, That's what I feel. Nice. He just doesn't give a shit. You know? Yeah, it's funny. He's not trying to impress anybody, which is kind of cool. Or maybe he is by <laughs> by not giving a shit. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. That's his. <laughs> that's his angle. Yeah. Whale or kale? Whale. Whale. Don't don't try to understand it's... it, Nate. Yeah, whale. I'm we don't understand whale. it. Bet Midler or the Riddler. The Riddler. I don't know who Bette Midler is, but I like You don't know who Bette Midler is? No. <laughs> and the final question is... Ross 
or Marcio? Uh, no, I refuse. That is at the point that I throw down. I refuse to involve myself any further. Right. I'm surprised. Right, we'll I'm, I'm, I'm glad you, uh, you lasted that long. Uh, some people have, um, I think, wanted to uh, call it quits earlier well, than that. Maybe so. they have favorites. You both seem equally rad. I, I, no, I know, disagree. Ha- <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll let you decide which which way I'm leaning on there. If I, am I being self-effacing or am I hating on Ross? I'll let you decide. No one knows. <laughs> People can maybe vote about that on Twitter, and we'll see what, what they think. Yes, yes. Uh, Nate, what's in uh, what's in the pipeline for 2016, man? You know, that's a very interesting question. I thought I knew up until just a few days ago when I had a new piece of information come my way and now I'm entirely uncertain. Um, I'll give you some potentials. Would you like to share that new piece of information with us? Okay, let me start with how it originally looked, my year. Sure. South Africa till May, kind of chilling, planning, not chilling, but planning. I've got like a lot that I've been planning for this year. So South Africa till May, planning and playing some shows, doing a bit of traveling around. Um, And then the states I wanted to go to for a few months because I have lots of beautiful people I enjoy hanging out with there and I'd like to spend some time. And then I was going to come back to the UK and Europe and do uh, an eco-village tour of the eco-villages in Europe as a, as a platform from which to launch my next crowdfunding campaign for my following for my album, which I wanted to record at the end of this year, um, which would be an entirely eco-friendly album. I want it to have like wow. merchandise that's all like bamboo cutlery and uh, just incredible things, like lots of exciting stuff. So that was kind of my year's plan. And then I heard on Facebook from a friend who has been working on a tiny island in the middle of Lake Malawi in Central Africa, and they have a very small eco lodge hotel there. And they need a host for like six months. And I may be that host. No and way. So it's, there's no internet there. It's like the no. island is 10 kilometers away from the shore. It's they've the clearest water. It's ah. tropical. It's just like, and, and, and I've had felt this calling in myself for, for a long time now, but really in the last six months, there's been this voice in me that's just getting louder and louder, asking me to take time and go inward into myself separate from anyone else's perceptions of who I might be, separate from the world of social media, from this desire to, to project myself outwards into the world. But the desire is to go in, to, to work on my, my personal practices of meditation, of yoga, of music, of um, journaling, of writing, like to really take time to go deeper into my creative process. And this sounds like it might be the perfect opportunity for me to do that. Um, it would, what it would interestingly also allow me to do is to save the money that comes from Patreon because it doesn't pay much the job. It pays a small amount, but I won't be spending any money and the money from Patreon I could save directly to go towards my next album at the end of the year. So it might actually just feed straight into that, which would be perfect. Um, so yes, that's kind of potential it's not confirmed yet a lot of people have applied for the job so i don't know who who's getting it but um nate this is it's so weird i i think i've told ross this before too i i've i've felt that same urge to just get away from everything because especially social media man social media keeps us so out there and even as as a writer you don't really you don't go as i don't feel like i go I do go inward, but not for as long and as deep as maybe I did exactly. 10, 15 years ago. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm totally feeling that, man. I'm feeling that. 
That is yeah, awesome. it's a big one. It's it's scary for me because I have worked so hard for the last few years to really connect with this beautiful global audience through social yeah. media primarily. And, the and there's a fear of that like, you might lose if, their attention. What if they? Yeah, they'll yeah. just be like, "Well, he's gone. Let's let's yeah. find someone else." Um, but I, my my feeling, my deeper feeling than that is that people will really get behind me on this and will really want to support me. And I will still have internet access like once a week, so I can still upload the oh, things that good. I'm thinking about and creating and. It's just very slow, so it won't be like videos. But uh, but yeah, so it feels like if it happens, it's meant to happen. If it doesn't, I'm totally cool with that as well. Um, so at this point, I have no idea. My my year could is is currently at a massive kind of fork, and I'm excited about both the forks. So either one would be. I was going to say that's okay. exciting, right? It's, <laughs> yeah. it's exciting to have the unknown, you know. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love- Where can people find you online, man? They can find me. The easiest is just at my website, which is natemaingard.com. So Nate and then M-A-I-N-G-A-R-D.com. Um, also, highly recommend Patreon. Just the best. There's some free stuff up there as well. I mean, my music's free available anyway, but Patreon for me is the future of how communities and artists will connect. So uh, it's patreon.com forward slash natemaingard. If you just Google my name, you'll find it all. Um, yeah, Perfect. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, it's all Nate Mangard. All of it. All of it. Awesome. Everyone, go check them out. And uh, ask for me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. And as for me, I'm working on my second solo album, and you can hear my music at marcianovelli.com. Um, I also uh, recently released my award-winning documentary, Walking Proof, which chronicles the making of my debut solo album. You can watch it for free at marcianovelli.com slash walkingproof. Make sure to follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Spotify, which are all slash marcianovelli. And I'm working on websites for various artists at the moment, um, also in the early stages of my first book. Uh, you can check out my work, my blog post at electrickiwi.co.uk. You'll find me on Twitter and Instagram as Electric Kiwi and on Facebook as Electric Kiwi Design. This episode was brought to you by our wonderful and amazingly wicked sponsors, Chris Keaton, Alyssa Parma, Buck Naked Soap Company and Social Surge. All links are in the show notes, so make sure to check them out. And uh, just a little uh, extra thing, Buck Naked Soap Company is a completely vegan, raw vegan soap company, so I'm excited about that. And if you'd like to sponsor the show, visit uh, patreon.com slash bridge the Atlantic. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show, man. You, I, I love your energy and I love what you're doing. And, you know, just keep, keep fucking rocking. Thanks. You guys too. I love it. I like. It's nice to uh, hear people who are so clearly motivated. Like you guys are up to lots of cool things. It's one of the things I struggle with in the creative community because uh, I hang out because I'm a, I'm a hippie. I'm a, I mean I'm a hippie in the sense that I love nature and I love the kind of chilled, connected vibes. But like I'm I'm a, I'm what I'd call a functional hippie. Like I have shit that I want to get done, you know. And like so, a lot of my <laughs> friends. Love- are these incredibly creative people and they just sit around talking about all the amazing things they're going to do, smoking weed and not doing any of those things. And so it's nice to hear people who are, who are like pushing it, pushing the art forward and doing it and taking, taking the, the challenging steps. So thank you guys for doing that as well. Thank you. Well, man, there's, there's nothing more common than the talented, unsuccessful man, right? Yeah. And we can, the, it's the easy part coming up with the ideas, being creative. It's the doing the work, people. Let, yeah, let all our viewers and listeners know that. You got to fucking do the work. I mean, most successful <laughs> people don't even have that great ideas. They just work hard. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rock yeah, on, brother. That's it. Awesome. All right, that's come it. back soon, okay? Yeah, man. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bridge the Atlantic. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So connect with us on there and let us know what you think of the show. Thanks for being awesome, and we'll see you next week.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 